0: Lost Talk Radio.
1: Glamour Fearless. Diva Talk Radio. Talk Radio, the show dedicated to women touched by diabetes. I'm your host, Mr. Diva and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health and guide you through our whirlwind of smart talk, real-life stories, and plenty of fun. Lately, it seems like everyone's talking about weddings, from royal brides and bridezillas to runaway brides. I'm sorry, Hugh Hefner. Uh, for women walking down the aisle, it seems like it's no longer just a simple walk in the park. Or is it when you're also living with diabetes? That's what we'll be discussing today on DivaBetic's Bride Guide to Diabetes. We've got a terrific lineup of beautiful brides and wonderful guest experts to help you have a divalicious wedding. And throughout the show, we'll be playing our favorite sound clips from TV shows and movies. Post the name of the featured TV show and movie on our DivaBetic Facebook fan page to enter our monthly diva drawing. If you have comments or questions, remember you can always call 347 215 8551 or visit our Diva Talk Radio chat room. Now, let's get underway with a clip from Sex in the City featuring Carrie Bradshaw and Mr. Big, followed by a few of my favorite brides. Welcome to Diva Medic's Bride Guide to Diabetes.
2: It wasn't logic, it was love. We ever decide to get married
0: I guess we were afraid it would mean something if we didn't Carrie Bradshaw is why there's a diamond you need to do something to close the deal
3: And
4: in the end, Carrie Bradshaw married John James Preston in a labelist dress. I do. And
3: by the power vested in me by the state of New York, I now pronounce you husband and wife.
1: Wow, what a scene. And you know what, there's no better way to top that off than to invite three fabulous real-life Rides living with diabetes to the show. Please welcome Carrie, (laughs) not that Carrie, but Carrie, Dana, and Sarah. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the show. Uh, Ladies, so many girls today spend their whole lives dreaming about having their weddings that I can only imagine for a girl who's recently diagnosed with type 1, uh, they might not really think that's a possibility or their family might have some hesitation. So I just really want to thank you for being a part of the show and helping us illustrate that, yes, getting married is absolutely a reality for these girls. So welcome. Sarah? Yes. Hi, let's start with you because you're the one who was most recently married. I think you were married just a little bit uh, about a year ago, correct?
5: Correct, I was married April 17th.
1: And tell us a little bit about your wedding. How many people did you have attend the wedding?
5: We had about 107 people actually attend.
1: And where did you get married?
5: We ended up getting married at um, Sugarbush Mountain. I'm actually from Vermont. So we ended up getting married at Sugarbush. My husband and I fell in love on the slopes, so it was only fitting.
1: Oh, did you ski down for the ceremony?
5: We actually, our intention was to snowboard down the hill and actually come right in on top of where the reception was being held and the wedding was being held. Um, But the morning we woke up, it was actually raining. It, It started snowing, and then it turned to rain. And last year on April 17th, it actually ended up being a little bit warmer um, leading up to the day. So we ended up canceling that idea of coming down the mountain. But we had a second dress. He had another tux. We were going to do the whole thing until that morning. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad we didn't just because I think the stress of trying to set everything we wanted to do into that one day would have been a little bit much for us but it ended up working out perfectly anyway. So um, we did not end up coming down the mountain, but we uh, we did have our wedding right there at the mountain,
6: so it was perfect.
1: Wow, I love that. And, and I know when, when um, one of our Charlie's Angels of Outreach, Jessica, comes on the line, she's going to love the idea of fitting some fitness into your uh, wedding day, but I don't know if she's <laughs> going to go along with snowboarding, so we'll have to find out about that. <laughs> now, did any issues around your diabetes come up on your actual wedding day? It did. Um
5: I was pretty well prepared for the day. I actually was not really nervous about getting married. I've been with my husband now for eight years. Um, and so coming up to it, I was pretty relaxed. We knew what we wanted to do. You know, everybody was going to be involved. We knew how the day was going to pan out. Um, we had everything well planned. And right before the wedding, um, a couple of these prior to, we ended up getting a phone call from my father who thought we were joking because the tuxes came in in the wrong color. And so it was a couple days before the wedding that I started getting the jitters. Um, And it wasn't so much the jitters of getting married. It was the jitters of, oh, my God, things are not going the way that I planned. Um, So our tuxes came in the wrong color. And I remember driving around from place to place to place um, trying to pick up last minute things, trying to make sure our tuxes were ready. And... Um, I was walk- I was driving around with a bottle a ginormous bottle of water and a bag of Twizzlers because one <laughs> I needed to drink water and two I needed to make sure my blood sugar was staying where it should be um, obviously not doing it the proper way because I do normally eat pretty well, but I just i had no i, I was so stressed I guess at that point in time that I didn't want to eat and so I was not eating and
2: and it
7: was
5: just a couple days before I wasn't that bribed that. Wasn't eating the whole time before my wedding or whatnot, but um, it was just a couple of days prior to, it, and I just recall the, the ginormous bag of Swizzlers and water.
1: Wow. Now, Carrie, I've been reading about you all over your blog about the planning of your wedding and your wedding day on Six Until Me, and I feel like you're La Femme Nikita when it comes to planning your wedding because you had so many great uh, secrets and suggestions. How did you handle planning your wedding?
8: Well, for me, my biggest concern was uh, I wear an insulin pump, and I wanted to make sure that on my wedding day, absolutely no one would have a clue that my dress was playing host to this giant device, right? So I worked with my seamstress at the bridal shop, and she helped me work in this awesome like MacGyver-style pocket into the seam of my wedding dress. So to the naked eye, it looked completely normal, but I was able to reach my hand into this secret little compartment and access my pump pretty much any time during the ceremony, the reception, and afterwards, and it was just... It was a really handy way to stay connected and stay in control of, you know, the diabetes aspect of things without giving up any part of my wedding to the disease itself. So I felt kind of proud of that.
1: Yeah, I love it. And you've got pictures again on your website, uh, Six Until Me. Also, I have read when I've been uh, researching this show that a lot of people love to go through the, uh, you know, go rehearse what the actual wedding day is going to be like for them. Did you do that? Did you kind of mirror what you were going to do on your wedding day before you actually got married?
8: Oh God! I wish I was that prepared. No, absolutely not. I planned my wedding uh, from two states away from where I was actually living, so I figured if I showed up on time and everybody else was there, we were going to call that a win and just wing it. I was not that organized, bride. <laughs>
1: Well, now we're going to meet a bride who didn't wing it. She was actually in Central Park, and I got to see her. She and her husband, Dan, actually look like movie stars. I was in New York City. It was Central Park. I know we just heard about Carrie and Mr. Big, but get ready to meet one of my favorite brides, Dana. Welcome to the show.
4: Thank you, Max. I really appreciate all the compliments, especially us looking like movie stars. Um, oh, my God. I-
1: you were absolutely gorgeous. How many dresses did you try on before you actually got that dress? I was.
4: I was the most streamlined minimalist bride ever. I tried on maybe two or three dresses. Um, I did not agonize about anything. I was very, very fortunate because my husband was very involved. He was the one with the project plan. So I must say he did most of the logistics and organization And I, as said earlier, just felt that if I showed up and people were there, that's all that needed to happen. So I was very laid back, kicked back, um, and very, very fortunate on the day of.
1: Now, your dress was very streamlined. So did you rig a pocket-like carrier, do something special to that dress, or how did you? And I know you also wear a pump, correct?
4: I do, but I wear the Omnipod. So the Omnipod is like a big Band-Aid on you, so I didn't have any wires that I needed to worry about. Um, One of my challenges was that it was particularly hot on the day that we got married. So having an outdoor wedding, you can't control the weather in terms of rain or heat. So really for us, um, my my biggest concern around the pod was that adhesive would not be a problem, that it would still stick to me. But thankfully, that, that didn't prove to be a problem. You know, it was very, very humid that day. Um, so more of my concerns were about keeping myself and our guests hydrated. But we, again, managed to pull it off, um, and I'm very, very fortunate. So where I, I wouldn't normally worry about water and hydration in a given day, that was that was my biggest concern. And also, uh, you know, when you're dehydrated, your blood sugar tends to rise, not mm-hmm. lower. So I figured I'd err on the side of being high, not low, because I can always correct the high. But... taking your vows and babbling is more of a challenge than um, being perhaps a little high.
1: And, Sarah, we just heard about how the heat could affect your diabetes. Were you worried on the slopes with the altitude or the um, snow that there might be any special considerations around that?
5: Um, I didn't actually worry about it just because we do snowboard all winter long, and I am pretty well adjusted. Um, when we snowboard on a regular given day, I actually always have fruit snacks in my pockets. Um, so if at the top of the slopes I check my blood and my blood sugar is low, I end up just having a packet of fruit snacks, giving it a couple of minutes, checking my blood again, and then continuing on down. Um, but we knew that if we were going to go up, we were only going to take one short run. Um, so I was just prepared to make sure that my blood sugar was where it should be prior to. and. Um, I believe it was Carrie. Was it
8: Carrie who had said that she had, had
5: her a pocket meet into her dress? Mm-hmm. Um I ended up doing a similar thing for my actual wedding gown. I I'm not a very busty woman but I um I had I have the um one touch ultra so my meter and my pump actually interconnect and they they talk to each other and I ended up having them build up the top a little bit more than normal, which was fine with me. And um, I ended up putting my pump, um, they, they built it in so that I could put my pump right in between. Um, and I just used my meter to be able to provide me insulin, similarly to how Carrie actually was able to, to access her pump and continue to do her insulin as she needed to. I and love I it. You had it like a Pamela
1: great. Anderson going on to help you with your self-care. <laughs> hardly. hardly. <laughs> now, um, I love that you're the MacGyver of the brides here. But, Carrie, open bars mean open invitations to drink. How did drinking affect your diabetes on your wedding day? Uh, well,
8: for me, I, I decided I didn't even eat on my wedding day. The problem, and it had nothing to do with diabetes. My blood sugar is I hit a good high during the service, and then I had a low right before I first danced. So I felt like the emotions of the day were affecting my blood sugar enough. I didn't want to add in any, any drinking for myself. But I found that the biggest problem was I was afraid to have to go in and use the bathroom during the service. I'll admit it. I had no idea how to get that dress up over my head without 15 people helping me. So I was like, the last thing I need is a glass of wine because I'll end up upside down in the bathroom somewhere. So I erred on the side of caution. But um, I know that on the honeymoon that was not the case.
5: <laughs>
1: now Sarah, you you were had an open bar as well at your wedding, did you not?
5: Um we didn't have open bar, but my father my vice is Dom Perignon and so my father for part of our pre-game, I guess you could call it, he had bought four bottles of Dom just for me and whoever I felt like sharing it with. Um and I actually did I chose similarly, I chose not to drink while getting ready because I I thought I'm going to, I don't want to be up there babbling, you know, I don't want to sound like a moron and I would just rather get up there and be confident and, and know that nothing is inhibited by the fact that I'm having a glass of champagne. Um, but opposite, I ended up having some drinks after dinner and, or in the middle of dinner toward the end. And, um, that bottle of Dom went down pretty quick and I actually consumed the whole thing myself. Um, makes me sound like a, a really bad person, I think, but I normally do not drink. I actually avoid alcohol because I know it really messes with my blood sugar. Um, and so, of course, as the night was progressed, uh, we ended up in the bathroom on the floor in my gown. Um, and my girls were all sitting around me. One was holding my hair. One was you know, doing whatever it took. Everybody was with me. And um, the night continued, and the drinks continued. I pretty much had to stop drinking, but I just couldn't stop getting sick, and I felt like a lot of that had to do with the fact that my blood sugar was all over the board. Um, I ended up hitting some really bad lows, and my my now husband, it was actually the person who was right there, one of my girlfriends said, we should check her blood, and my husband said, I'm right here, I know how to do it, move over. And he pricked my finger, and... I just let him because I was kind of, I wasn't comatose or anything, but I was, you know, just not in the mood to even want to do it myself at that point in time. I just was enjoying the fact that I was feeling great. And um, he kind of pushed on in and checked my blood, and somebody else was getting me food, and somebody else was getting me juice. And so everybody kind of came in as a team. But I definitely think that if I did anything differently, I may have had a drink prior to the night starting just to ease it up. And not have hit so hard into having that champagne when I actually really enjoyed having that champagne. I think that if I had gone a little bit slower and eaten, that probably all would have helped out the situation.
1: Well, I love how everyone kind of got involved in your care, and we're always about an entourage of care. And I have two wonderful educators coming up from the Charlie's Angels of Outreach. But first, we're going to take a quick break and listen to another sound clip from one of our favorite scenes. Remember divas to post the name of the TV show or the movie on our Divabetic Facebook fan page to enter a random diva drawing. How many of you remember these lines from The Color Purple? Huh? This
0: is Sophia. Sophia's a pretty name, huh? Sophia, Sophia, Sophia. I'm going to get married. You may now salute the bride. Hey!
1: I had to play this scene, everybody, because, you know, Oprah Winfrey has never been married, but she says it in the movie. So rent the movie to find, to hear uh, the color purple, to watch the color purple and hear Oprah Winfrey admit to wanting to be married. So now I want to welcome back our brides, Sarah, Carrie, and Dana. And we're being joined by the Charlie's Angels of Outreach, Judy la. Yes, and Jessica Isler. Hello, ladies.
9: Hi, Max. Hi, Max. Max, how are
1: you I, doing? I'm doing how you great. You were. You were both listening in on the conversation. So, uh, Jessica, let's start with you. What did you what do you think about this whole open bar, open invitation and a little bit about what happened to uh Sarah?
9: Oh, you know, I think um well the first thing I want to say that was that struck me about just the whole conversation in general is that, you know, all of these brides are really like any other bride out there. You know, we're all and when you're planning your wedding you're dealing with all of the crazy challenges that Brides face, you know, trying to plan the outdoor wedding, trying to make sure that your guests are taken care of – but one thing that that struck me about Sarah, Carrie, and Dana is that, you know, they had all these extra things to think about. What do I do with my pump? Well, how do I make sure that I don't have a low blood sugar during the ceremony? Um, so they were really having to take, you know, extra consideration um, for their diabetes care, and they, they didn't let diabetes get in the way of them having their wonderful dream wedding, but they also didn't put diabetes on the back burner. So that really struck me, and I, I was really impressed by um all of you, for you know making sure that you had some plans in place uh to take care of your diabetes during that day um as far as the alcohol goes, yeah i know <laughs> I think you know every bride um kind of wrestles with that kind of question. Do I go ahead and imbibe or do I, you know, make sure that I'm um, able to kind of enjoy the evening and not forget parts? Or, um, and then, then especially for brides living with diabetes, we know that alcohol can lower your blood sugar. And so, um, you know, the last place that we want to be during the wedding is on the floor or you know, not be able to enjoy the rest of your evening or the wedding night because um, you're battling low blood sugar. So um, I think, you know, what with, with Sarah said, you know, she was pretty upfront and honest about it, you know, maybe I should have had, you know, a little bit less, um, And space it out. I think that's a big big piece of advice to follow from Sarah is, you know, to go ahead and sip very slowly throughout the night versus, you know, down that whole bottle of Dom right away. Um, That will have, you know, hopefully less of an impact on your blood sugar. And it will also give you a chance to perhaps drink some water in between so that you're staying hydrated. Um, And also be sure to make sure that you eat. I know that, you know, several of our brides mentioned, you know, eating And for all brides, eating isn't necessarily a priority because you're just so busy and too stressed to be thinking about that during the day. But um, having food while you drink is certainly really important um,
1: to help prevent some low blood sugars, you know. And -hmm. And wait, let's just find out from Judy. What do you think about some of the ideas about how to carry certain things with you? Like uh, Sarah mentioned she had her her. Her um, top had a lot of different devices inside of it (laughs) and carry on the sewing pouch. And, of course, Dana looked like Angelina Jolie in her beautiful gown. So what do you recommend around uh, what they should be carrying besides their bouquets with them on their wedding day?
10: Well,
6: actually, I think they could use their bouquet as a place to carry some glucose tabs, uh, um, some cake frosting, you know, not for the the wedding cake, but or some um, glucose gel or lifesavers that they could stick and a little uh, into their wedding bouquet. Um, it's really possible. I think the idea of the dress was great because they could have the seamstress sew a pouch. Or even having um, the fact that a lot of the people in the wedding party knew she had diabetes was really good because it's really important you have all these uh, groomsmen and bridesmaids to help you, and it's your special day So letting them know you have a blood, you know, you might be having a low blood sugar and what to do. And even the fact that she taught her husband about her diabetes, giving him Diabetes 101, so he knew how to check her blood sugar and somebody was able to, you know, get her something to eat, I think that would be very helpful. And back to the fact that she was drinking, something else I think that's really important would be, like, where you're getting dressed. Keep some snacks. Maybe... Or... Sticks or like those little peanut butter crackers, because most likely you're going to forget to eat. I remember at my wedding, if anything was going to happen, it did. And I forgot to eat, and I didn't even have diabetes. So I can only imagine the stress you felt. So um, okay. I think it's really, that was really a great idea, and time to ask help from your bridesmaids or groomsmen.
1: I love it. All right, now, Carrie, Dana, and Sarah, have a surprise for you. Are you ready? Because we're going to play the diva wedding game. That's right. I'm going to quiz you on the topics related to being a bride, managing your diabetes, and throwing a wedding. After I ask you each a question, please respond by saying either I do or I don't. And then we'll ask the Charlie's Angels of Outreach to give their comments at the end. Are you ladies ready? Yep. Ready. More excitement. Here we go. All right, Sarah, you're first. Do you wait until after you've taken all your wedding photos to eat? I don't. Oh, Carrie, do you think it's a smart career move to marry Hugh Hefner? (laughs) I don't. Dana, do you try to drop three dress sizes in less than two weeks before your wedding day? I don't. Sarah, do you think Kim Kardashian's wedding should be televised? I do. Oh, (laughs) we'll have to hear about that in a minute. Carrie, do you think you have to compromise fashion for function when choosing a wedding dress because you're wearing an insulin pump? Oh, I don't. Dana, do you experiment with a new hairstyle for the very first time on your wedding day? I did. Oh, <laughs> Carrie, do you allow for your new father in law to do his famous Tarzan yell at the reception?
8: Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah,
1: do you bring just enough diabetes care supplies to get you through the honeymoon?
5: Absolutely not. No, I don't. <laughs> I bring more. <laughs>
1: Dana, do you say to your mother, you're not wearing that hat on my wedding when she shows up in a hat that looks like one of Fergie's daughters wore to the royal wedding? I don't. Carrie, do you see your newly divorced parents at the same table at the reception?
8: (laughs) No, I don't. I didn't.
1: (laughs) Sarah, do you match your wedding cake to your dress?
5: I don't. I did not.
1: Dana, final question. Do you think that diabetes spoiled your wedding? It didn't. I don't. <laughs> All right, angels. What do you have to say about some of the things that we just talked about?
9: I love it. So fun. I'm really impressed that you would allow your father-in-law to do the Tarzan yell, <laughs> Carrie. So <laughs> no. kidding, Jessica. I love I mean, that that's a he <laughs> No, but on a, on a serious note, you know, I like I said before, I so am so very impressed with all these brides for not letting diabetes getting in the way of the big day, but also not forgetting about it either, you know, fitting diabetes into your wedding plan, um, you know, not forgetting to eat, who who told us that they would not wait to eat? Sarah, um, you know, make sure that you schedule your appointments for the salon and your photos and the ceremony and the reception so you have time to check your blood sugar, take your insulin the way you normally would, um, and most importantly, eat, you know. Um, And I I also like the fact, although, Dana, I am impressed by your uh, (laughs) kind of willingness to, to, you know, experiment with a new hairstyle on your wedding day, uh, I definitely would think when it comes to, you know, your diabetes management, on the other hand, um, you wouldn't want to experiment, of course, you know. And really with that, I'm talking about, you know, crash dice before the wedding day, um, trying a new fitness regimen, you know, Two days prior, um, even you know Sarah, when you were talking about the possibility of going down the ski slope, <laughs> you know, not knowing all, you know what that might entail or what that might do to your blood sugars, um, when compiled, compounded, and compiled with the stress and anxiety of just getting married in general, so um, you know, keep things tried and true on your wedding day as far as your diabetes care plan, and make sure that it does fit into your day. Um, so great, great job on the questions, gals. Definitely. And that's um, great.
1: That's great advice. Judy, do you have anything to um, add? Well,
6: I was really impressed that you didn't just bring supplies with you, but you brought more supplies so you could be prepared for any kind of adventure you might have, including whatever other supplies. I'm not sure what that might be, but I bet it was fun. And I really love your attitude that you really didn't let diabetes disrupt your day. You had a fabulous wedding and the most important thing was that you enjoyed this really special day and that you enjoyed it even in spite of all of the little things, that, quirky things that could happen, and you didn't let diabetes get in the way. And that's what it's really about. It's about trying to eat a few little small meals throughout the day, making sure somebody's trained to know how to treat your low, um, you know, making sure your future husband's going to help you, and just trying to stay on track with everything else going around and employing an army because it takes an army to take care of diabetes. And you guys did a great job. I'm really proud of you.
1: Great. And I want to thank the brides, Carrie, Dana, and Sarah, for joining us and being such great sports. When we come back, the J- the Charlie's Angels and I will continue the wedding fabulosity with more advice on food, fashion, and secrets every diva bride should know. But first, another favorite clip. This was one from my big, fat Greek wedding, Oompa! Remember the book?
3: Welcome to the Carlos family, and uh, oh, um, welcome the the Miller family. Uh, I I was thinking uh, last night, uh, the night before my my daughter gonna marry uh, Ian Miller, that um, you know the root of the word Miller is a Greek word, and, and, and Miller. Come from the Greek word Milo, which is mean apple, so there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As many of you know, our name Portokalos is come from the Greek word Portokali, which means orange. So okay, uh, here tonight we have uh, apple and orange. uh, uh, We're we all uh, different, but uh, in the end, uh, we all fruit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what better way to talk about healthy cooking. We're that. going to be talking about something borrowed, something blue. I guess that means a reference to Windex from my big fat Greek wedding. And something healthy Definitely. you can substitute with our fabulous cookbook author, Holly Clagg. Welcome, Holly. Nice to be here. Thank you for joining the program. You know, besides for the wedding ceremony and reception, brides usually have several more events they're either involved with, hosting, or attending from the bridal shower, bachelorette party to the rehearsal dinner. And I wanted to kind of talk to you about that and how someone could put a healthy spin on that if they want when they're um, planning to get married. So uh, I, you're, you've written several different cookbooks. And uh, tell us just a little bit about some of the books you've written.
10: Well, I think my latest one, Too Hot in the Kitchen, is perfect for a newlywed. Uh, it has the secrets to sizzle at any age. Uh, my books are all easy, 30-minute recipes, very mainstream with pantry-friendly ingredients. All my books have your nutritional information and, and your diabetic exchanges. So they're, most of them are very diabetic-friendly, which is as important. And as we all know, there's no magical diabetes diet. I also have a diabetes book with the american diabetes association but more than that i think you could close your eyes and as y'all have talked about with the weddings diabetes doesn't have to be the focal point with me the fun and the food's going to be the focal point uh and that's what i i want y'all to think out of the box when it comes to having parties it doesn't have to be traditional there's no rules that it has to be a certain way so i think you know i want to talk about some different ways to entertain.
1: I love it. Let's get sexy right off the bat and talk about the bachelorette party because I was looking at your cookbook and I realized you have a chapter on foods for the mood. So this is a way <laughs> That's to right. kind of So what That's are you recommending right. to heat up some of the passion in your uh getting ready for your wedding?
10: Well, you know, food um different foods have different purposes, I guess, and there are foods that are sort known as aphrodisiacs, you know. We've heard about oysters for years, uh that it said that Casanova, I have to read this, Casanova ate over 50 raw oysters a day to boost his libido, it was rumored. Uh, So oysters, you know, um, figs are supposed to represent fertility, spicy Food is supposed to give heat. So, I have all kinds of fun recipes that you could sort of prepare a romantic dinner for two. As easy as a French onion soup to a quick cream brulee, a simple salmon with spinach feta stuffing, and all of them probably have a bit less than 10 ingredients for sure, and some four and five ingredients. So, uh, that's sort of fun just to sort of create a, uh, a menu with food for the mood. And then you have the ambience, of course, lighted candles and a newlywed. Uh, Newly was. I've been married 31 years, so I probably need this chapter more than (laughs) they (laughs) do.
1: Now, also, though, you're really good at helping people on a budget kind of put some punch into either the bridal showers or the bachelorette parties. I know there's a whole chapter dedicated to kind of using food for beauty, correct?
10: Right, right. You know, I do all my own recipe testing, Max, and I also... And very, it's very important to one-stop shopping. So I decided to have, you know, I always tell my kids beauty comes from within, so let's do a diva dermatology. You know, different foods, um, you know, olive oil uh, makes your skin more supple. You need, you know, the fat. Your uh, honey's very moisturizing. So I had a facial party. You could really create something so fun. Uh, it would be a great girls' night out, a great a uh, little, you know, party for a bridesmaid luncheon, and then we could do some little pickups and hors d'oeuvres or maybe a nice brunch. But I have everything from, a you know, a chocolate mask to a peach tightening mask, a margarita salt, body buffer, and these are all made with everyday ingredients. So I always say now when you have an extra banana, you throw it on your face to moisturize it. But they're really you don't have to spend a lot of money in a spa, so this could be something fun and a little different uh, to do. Everybody has to come without makeup and get
1: beautiful. I love it. And now let's talk about something borrowed, something blue, and something healthy you could substitute. You've got some tips to share with us. Uh, Three top tips. Your third top tip, we're going to count backwards, everybody. You'd like to substitute Greek yogurt for sour cream.
10: Right. I think Greek, you know, you could substitute non fat yogurt of any sort. You could do non fat sour cream. But I think the Greek yogurt has such great body to it and texture, you really can't tell the difference. And if you're one of these that has a dip that has a lot, you know, it's a mayo dip, a lot of mayonnaise in it, you could probably use the Greek yogurt and maybe put one tablespoon of mayonnaise or two to a whole, you know, cup or two cups of yogurt just to get that little flavor rounded out and you won't know the difference so when it comes to dips and chips you don't have to give it up we're just i always say you don't have to change what you eat you just want to change how you prepare it
1: so i love it and your healthy entertaining tip number two is substitute fresh vegetables instead of chips
10: right and you can make them look like chips cut cucumber rounds squash rounds uh... you know it's really fun to do red pepper squares cut your uh... veggies into square another thing hollow out a red pepper or green pepper and use it as a dip holder. Take a cantaloupe and put a fruit dip in it and hollow it out. So you could have fun uh, and do them, you could even do them on like a little shish kebab skewers to make it fun. You know, I think some of it is just, like I said, be creative and think out
1: of the box. I love it. We call that of Your Pineapple, and it's on our website. Yeah, you, so you can do. check that out. And your number one tip for healthy entertaining is buy leaner cuts of meat.
10: Right. You know, I don't think you, as I said, you have to ever give up anything. But when you're shopping for meat, if you're having uh, any sort of beef or dip or whatever at your party, always look for your leaner cuts, and that ends in a loin or a round. So think of ground sirloin, a pork tenderloin. Uh, And if it ends in a loin or a round, those are your better choices.
1: Great. And tell everyone again where they could purchase your book and your website.
10: Well, my website is hollyclegg.com, H-O-L-L-Y-C-L-E-G-G.com, and I have tons of recipes on there, a sampling of everything, and you'll love my new book, Too Hot in the Kitchen, Secrets to Sizzle at Any Age, 200 Simple and Sassy Recipes. And really the great thing about this book is I have more people saying I never cooked before and I'm using it. It has almost 100 color photos, and it's a fun book, good reading material, too. And you remember, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach, so women, listen up.
1: <laughs> Thank you for joining <laughs> the show. Now, straight up, we're going to learn the wedding cake trends of the Kardashians. That's right, with one of my favorite divas. She's, a, uh, she's t- uh, the owner of Teeny's Bake Shop, and she was featured on The Cake Boss. Please welcome Christine Campanelli. Hi, Matt. Hi, Christine and the angels are with me because, you know, the wedding cake is a featured part of any wedding ceremony, and you've got three uh, Kardashian wedding cake trends. We're going to see if Kim, uh, I think Sarah wants to watch her wedding on TV. We'll see if Sarah's right with one of these trends because if they do televise the wedding, we'll be able to watch it. Yeah. So well, the, there's... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Max. No, so your third tip was ruffles. What does that mean, ruffles on a wedding cake?
11: So a lot of women are actually thinking about um, taking elements from their dress and bringing it into their wedding cakes. I know some of the women earlier sound a little skeptical about that, but it's actually very popular, um, replicating flowers that are on the dress or a ribbon that's on the dress. And lately what's really trendy is replicating some of the ruffles that are on the dress um, we can use sugar paste to um, really make them come alive, and it adds, like, a really wonderful modern um, but yet kind of fluffy and fun element to the cake.
1: So that's more like a Kim Kardashian personality. And then for a Chloe Kardashian kind of personality who was married, I think, over a year ago, you recommend the romantic idea for a wedding cake trend. What is that?
11: Sure. Well, a lot of women are going with something a little softer, a little uh, more subtle for their cakes. Um, very like uh, pretty flowy colors or designs. Um, maybe even dipping the fondant, which is very modern, and that's the sugar coating that goes on the outside of the cake. We
1: well, have a caller. Hello, you're on oh. Diva Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. Hello. All right, it could have been Khloe Kardashian, and she'll probably call back. So. The number one. I know, oldest. she was
11: asking for me to do her cake.
1: <laughs> no, that would be Courtney or Kim, right? So then you have Courtney is the third trend in wedding cakes via the Kardashians, and you say that's old school. So, what, uh, what is, how do you describe old school when it comes to wedding cakes?
11: So um, an old school method of doing cakes is to maybe not do any frosting on the outside of the cakes, but you could still see the layers of cake and the layers of filling, kind of like something your grandmother would put on the table, um, leaving it really just, Um, rustic looking um it's kind of rustic it's kind of vintage and um for diabetics it's actually really great because instead of putting an extra layer of sugar on the cake you're kind of foregoing that which is cutting down on your sugar which is really awesome and it also looks really fabulous
1: now uh, now that we've got the trends i mean i know these the you work for the cake boss i'm assuming that cakes could cost a lot of money how much do cakes normally cost for weddings
11: um, it's really going to depend on the design of the cake and, of course, where you get it. Um, some, they're going to range, but it's usually you're going to pay per slice for a piece of cake. And that could range, I would say, anywhere from $6 on up. Um, your normal wedding cakes are going to be in the 6 to $8 range. Um, I've seen cakes way more than that going in well into the double digits first life
1: We <laughs> could easily spend over a thousand dollars on your wedding cake and you know we all read the magazine so how do we approach a cake decorator about making our cake do you have any tips on that i
11: think before you meet with your baker and maybe even before you choose a baker especially as a diabetic uh, one thing you're going to think about is if you want something um, that has uh, either sugar free or using um, no refined sugars or anything that has uh, different nutritional elements to it, you're going to want to make sure that your baker does that kind of baking. And a lot of times, if they don't, they'll tell you other bakeries that do and help refer you. So it's really great to do your looking. Um, use the internet, search online first, see who does sugar free cakes, who does um, cakes with agave nectar and other elements instead of just pure sugar cakes. And then once you've found your baker, you want to think about styles that you like. You want to think about um, what elements from your wedding you might want to bring into the cake. You're also going to want to know your budget and know how many people are coming. So it's going to be really important.
1: But you also recommend, rather than going with a sugar-free cake, I know you mentioned to me earlier that uh, frosting would be the better option, right? Is that like the thing to be substituting? Sure. Or you have some secrets to how to make your wedding cake taste, you know, how to, how to find a middle ground, correct?
11: Sure. So sometimes when you take sugar completely out of a cake, it it definitely alters the taste of the cake. And, we, you know, you want to still have something that you're really going to enjoy. And all of your guests might not be diabetic, so you want something that they're going to enjoy too. So a way to find a nice, happy medium is to still go with a regular cake, and then instead of having a frosting that's mostly just butter and sugar – Try and take the sugar out of the frosting. You might be able to use Splenda in your frosting. Um, A great recipe that I use is a cream cheese frosting where instead of mixing in powdered sugar into it, I I blend Splenda into it. And I've tricked millions of people. Nobody knows that there's no sugar in the frosting. They always can't believe it because you've got, I usually pair it with a nice carrot cake or a nice red velvet cake, which doesn't have a lot of sugar in it in the recipe either especially the carrot cake because it gets a lot of its moisture from carrots which is awesome and so when you pair it with something like that you've got all this flavor and richness and moisture in the cake so people don't even really miss the uh the sugar in the frosting it's still got a little sweetness it's light and it's creamy and you're really not missing anything you don't feel like you're sacrificing on your wedding day
1: I love it. And you know what? I have to ask this because I know you're engaged. You're going to be getting married. I am. You're you're also living with type 1 diabetes.
11: Yes, I am type 1. And we're getting married on May 26th of 2012.
1: All right. So a year from now, what kind of wedding cake are you going to have?
11: Oh, goodness. Are you ready for it? This is the number one question I've gotten since being engaged, and we actually are not having a wedding cake. What? <laughs> um, what? One of the big, <laughs> I know. One of the big trends right now in weddings is actually to do a fabulous dessert table instead of doing a wedding cake. And so for our wedding, I decided that instead of having a big cake that everyone has to sit down and eat and that I usually don't eat too much of, I would rather do um, a table full of desserts that are a little smaller and something that people can pick up while they're on the dance floor and um, just kind of munch on when they when they feel like it, So, which is great for me because, you know, if I'm dancing and my sugar gets a little low, I can hop on over and have a little treat or something um, and not really feel like, okay, time to cut the cake right now. Everybody gets stopped And I think it's going to be really fun. I've seen this done from everything from cookies to pies to donuts to you name it. And a great thing actually about doing a pie bar or a pie table is that it's really easy to make sugar-free pies um, because the fillings, um, they don't have the same chemical reaction that happens when you make a cake. So it's really easy to substitute out the sugar in a pie filling and put in Splenda, put in another artificial sweetener, stevia, you name your brand, um, or use agave nectar or something more natural and still get a really awesome, delicious pie and no sugar in it. I I love your advice.
1: (laughs) It's Teeny's Bake Shop. I can't believe our cake maker went AWOL and is not going to even have a wedding cake. She's going to have a pie. Judy, what do you have to add to the conversation?
8: Well, you know, I love
6: the idea of the dessert table, but you've really got to keep the idea of portion control and, you know, making things maybe be small so that you don't overdo it and eat too many pieces. I mean, because that, that could be something that people might look at with diabetes is like, you know, you can pick as much as you want. Now it's not like someone just serving you one piece of cake. And the other thing I think that's really important is that if you do use an artificial sweetener for all your other guests, that you label it, because some people might have an allergy to one of the sweeteners um, or to a sarcasm, and that way they know. And and another idea I like is if we you did something like cupcakes. I know that used to be a, um, an interesting idea. My nephew did that at his wedding, and, and they had a fabulous time, and it was their personal idea. So... Uh, I think that's really cool. possibly a groom's cake could be the sugar-free cake at the uh, a wedding. So there could and that could be labeled. So there could be something that wasn't sugar-free for guests and something that was sugar-free for. The bride to eat if she, you know, or anyone else that has diabetes.
1: Great. And thank you, Christine, for joining the show. Coming up, how does a former Miss America manage to look gorgeous and still hide her insulin pump at the same time on her wedding day? Well, let's find out when we welcome Julie DeFruzio, co-owner of Pumpware Inc. and the Girly Girl Studio. Hello, Julie. What are your colors, Shelby? They're
2: blush and bash. Her colors are pink and pink. My colors are blush and bashful, Mama. How precious is this wedding going to
10: get, i ask
2: you. My colors are blush and bashful. I have chosen two shades of pink. One is much deeper than the other. But the bridesmaids' dresses, they are really beautiful. Ceremony will be, too. The walls are banks with sprays of flowers in my two shades of blush and bashful. Pink carpets. Especially let out for my service, and pink silk bunting draped over anything that would stand still. The sanctuary looks like it's been hosed down with Pepto Bismol. I like pink. Pink
12: is
1: my signature color. That was a scene from one of our favorite me- uh, movies, Steel Magnolias. Make sure to go to the Diva Facebook fan page and put that on to win some wonderful giveaways. And Julie Roberts is giving the way for Julie from Pumpwear Inc. So, hello, Julie. Welcome to the show.
7: Oh, thanks, Max.
1: Now, we've heard from all of our brides how they've all managed to hide their pumps, but you have a million other great solutions for women to hide their pumps, including Nicole Johnson. So tell us first, how did Nicole uh, wear her insulin pump on her wedding day?
7: Um, Well, Nicole, uh, when she was getting married, she had asked us – different ways to be able to wear the pumps. So we had sent her uh, a bunch of different things. One is called the Garters and Lace, which is a garter pocket. And, um, you know, we've known Nicole uh, for years and uh, a big advocate for children with diabetes and people with diabetes. And uh, we often send her um, various products and things like that um, just to make living with diabetes easier.
1: And then uh, Sarah had mentioned putting it in her bust, but you also you you could go into an actual dress and customize pockets. Is that true?
7: Yeah, we um, we do do some specialty um, items. Obviously, um, Carrie had you know a great um, idea to be able to have her actual seamstress put the pocket in the gown. Uh, But we offer alternatives to that for people that, you know, may not have that opportunity to be able to do that. And also for maybe you have bridesmaids or the groom or, um, you know, other people in the wedding party that wear an insulin pump and don't have the ability to do that. So we've come up with, you know, just a huge, you know, selection of ways to be able to wear your insulin pump and, um, you know, just be able to um, be comfortable on your wedding day.
1: And also, uh, you mentioned the other brides' members. So the groom, you could wear. I know you do clips for them, but you also do cases that people could carry some of their other supplies in, right? Through, with your other um, business or girly girl shop studio. Yes,
7: yes, yes. We um, we do custom cases, um, so we can match. Actually, you know, for a bride, we could match. You know, her pump case. Um, you know, her garter, her uh, pump band. Uh, along with, you know, a bag um, or a meter case so that she could carry a fast-acting sugar, she could carry, um, you know, um, her uh, meter testing supplies, uh, you know, whatever she needed to, and it would all match. And, we can you know, we can even do things, you know, in the fabrics that, you know, she's using in her wedding party.
1: And tell everyone how they could get in touch with you, the website, and how they could make these purchases happen. It's such great resources.
7: Um, through Pumpware Inc., and um it's www.inc.com and girlygirl G-I-R-L-Y, Uh those are both of our websites. Uh, the Girly Girl site is where you can really do a lot more customization and on the pump wear site, um there's you know already made items you know several different ways that you should be able to you know wear an insulin pump.
1: And you ship them all over the world. We should just make that clear to our listeners. Yes,
7: we do. Yes, we do. We you know, we will ship uh, anywhere.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining the show. Let's hear about the three Ps and the four Cs to planning a perfect wedding with the author of My Bride Guide, Judith Ann Graham. Welcome to the show, Judith.
2: Hello, Max. A pleasure to be with you.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. We heard there's a lot of planning going on. We're going to ski down the slopes for your wedding or have an outdoor wedding at uh, Central Park. So tell us a little bit about what are the three Ps and the four Cs every bride should know.
2: Well, I'm telling you, I'm so impressed with the three brides that you had on the show because they really did follow the three Ps to the T. And the three Ps are prioritize, planning, and paying. Who is paying for what? Put your time and effort into planning your wedding and also understand what your priorities are and i thought what was so impressive about the three brides that we had on the show was that each one of them made diabetes a priority so it was a priority to them at the but at the same time it did nothing to deter the joy and the commitment and the fun and the thrill of getting married so i was very impressed with that So I they did it. all three of the Ps just so perfectly the perfect way to plan a perfect wedding
1: there you go, and what are the four c 's
2: and the four c s that I always recommend to all of my brides through my bride guide that 's the name of the book is to follow your four c's. I want every bride that I work with I want her to feel confident number one. I remember uh Sarah mentioned that early on in the program when she talked about she didn't want to ruin uh her ceremony and her reception by getting to by having anything to drink, so she
1: on one second.
2: A phone call has come oh, in.
1: Yep. Hello, you're on the air with Ewa Talk Radio. Hello? It might be Chloe Kardashian calling in again to ask her about that classic wedding cake that Christine was talking about. But in the meantime, we got through confidence. What were the other three C's?
2: Yes. So confidence is one. The other one is I want all my brides to be congenial to their guests. Uh, It's very important for them to be congenial. It's also important for them to be comfortable. They need to wear the comfortable uh, kind of dress that is going to make them feel beautiful, but at the same time, each one of these brides took into account... you know, being able to sew in their insulin pump. Now that is a measure of comfort level that is just unattainable anywhere else. I'm so impressed. And, and where, fun- how
1: can they find out about the bride uh, guide? We're running out of time, so just hey, tell us quickly. Hey, just go
2: on to Judith Ann Graham, or you can just, which is my website, and just look under bridal services, and you'll see my bride guide.
1: Awesome, thank you so much And you can find out what the fourth C is We'll leave you hanging But we'll put it on the Diva blog With Judith's help in the, in the coming days Now, uh, we're going to have a bridal flashback When we come back with my Pittsburgh Diva Terry But first, let's flashback to a season of Grey's Anatomy I will never forget The marriage of Izzy and Alex Remember to post the show name On our Divabetic Facebook fan page To enter our monthly drawing And now
0: the couple will read their vows
1: Oh, we didn't read anything. Else. No, wait. I have
0: something I want to say. Today's the day my life begins. All my life I've been just me, just a smart mouth kid. Today I become a man. Today I become a husband. Today I become accountable to someone other than myself. I become accountable to you to our future to all the possibilities that our marriage has to offer together no matter what happens I'll be ready for anything for everything to take on life to take on love to take on possibility and responsibility today as he Stevens our life together begins. And I, for one, can't wait. Thank you. Hurry up.
1: By the power vested in me by God and the state of Washington, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Now. Now? Now. Wow. Terry, were you ready for all the possibilities 30 years ago when you walked down the aisle? <laughs> Take us on a trip down memory lane. You've been a, you've been a bride now for over 30 years, correct?
12: Yes, going on 31.
1: Well, congratulations. So, how how was managing your diabetes then, and then how do you think it's changed for brides today? Since you heard about three of them earlier on the program. Yeah, it it is so different today than it was
12: uh, now because. Uh, back then there was no such thing as a glucometer and there was no such thing as a pump and you took one shot in the morning and that was it. And you had no concept of how high you were or how low you were. Uh, You knew you had to eat meals, but that was it. So you really could not manage your diabetes the way that we can manage our diabetes now. And I am so impressed with the three um, new brides that they were able to, you know, take care of their diabetes as well as enjoy the event uh, and and participate in it, and, and they had made all the right plans for it. We just weren't able to do that 30 years ago.
1: And it is kind so, of amazing all the technology that's available. We heard about, like, on Steel Magnolias, which we've been referencing about the time of your wedding, like just the difference with not having the meters, the one type of insulin, just the difference in what happened for you, correct?
12: Yeah, I mean, we took one shot a day, and that was it. There was no concept of even taking two shots a day. So you just helped, helped, you hoped for the best. There was nothing, um, there was no A1C test for three months to see how your blood sugars were. None of that existed. You really had no idea how your the control of your diabetes was 30 years ago.
1: I love it. And, uh, Jessica, I know you're still on the line. How do you think things have changed for brides today?
9: You know, I think just talking to our brides today and then, you know, talking to Terry and, and listening to how much has changed from a technology standpoint and a knowledge standpoint. I think brides today have, you know, um certainly still challenges, but far far less, uh far fewer challenges maybe than brides did back in the seventies. You know, it wasn't until the eighties that people were able to monitor the blood glucose at home and have A one C testing and um you know check being able to check your blood sugar and monitor your blood sugar throughout the day of your wedding is huge, a huge benefit to brides and I hope all brides listening um those living with type 1 and type 2, you know, really take advantage of that on their wedding day so that they know kind of what's happening with their blood sugar and can plan accordingly. And, you know, now, you know, having the ability to use an insulin pump to deliver your insulin, um, to maybe wear a continuous glucose monitoring system um, to have, you know, minute by minute versus, you know, hourly um, information about where your blood sugar stands is just a huge benefit. And, you know, obviously we heard um, that, You know, our three brides earlier really did benefit from all of that technology, and um, it's just wonderful to see,
1: definitely. And, Judy, did you have a final comment to make? Well,
6: I am so proud of our three brides because they were all accountable to their diabetes. They were able to accomplish something, have a happy wedding, and also get through some of the highs and lows that were happening. But my last tips would be that it would be really important We didn't touch on this to sleep at night. Make sure the night before you get a little bit of sleep and that they're checking their sugars more frequently. Mm -hmm. And to plan ahead, have some snacks in the green room at the Chapel of Love and make it fun for you because if you make it fun for you, everyone will have a great time.
1: Well, thank you. I'd like to thank all my guests for being on the show tonight. I want to thank you for listening. For more information, please visit divabedic.org and divabedic's Facebook group and fan pages. Remember, The Bride's Guide to Diabetes was about something borrowed, something blue, and I hope you could hear we're podcasting with attitude. Every diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy and stay healthy together. Thank you for listening. Bam ba ba da da